Today is June 19th, 2021. This is episode 127 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right, welcome back to the show. Today I'm going to be taking a sharp diversion back towards vaccine talk. I'm actually really glad last episode, if you didn't listen, if you don't care about what Apple does, um, it spent the whole episode talking about WWDC because there wasn't really any vaccine news. And I thought to myself, honestly, I did this, thought to myself, there's no way with how things have been going with the vaccine rollout in Ontario that we wouldn't get a bunch of news for two weeks in a row. And so I thought I'll focus on something else for a week because there's definitely going to be more to talk about. And it turns out I was right. There's more to talk about. Um, so. As of this, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, the government of Ontario had a big press conference announcing a vaccine update. And it, this might be the biggest vaccine update that we've had in Canada yet. Um, basically, it's been a while now. It's been, what, almost a month that everybody, um, like all adults, even I think almost almost people 12 and up, um, have been eligible for their first dose. And so the first doses of the vaccine are actually ramping down pretty substantially right now um, because everyone's like a lot of people have already gotten them and that's just going to be continuing to accelerate. Um, and as it turns out, the, the, the press conference was all about second dose accelerations, which I am just like, I don't want to say that I'm impressed, but I'm really happy that it's been going as as smoothly and as as accelerated as it has been. Um, and so basically, I'm just going to go over what we learned this week and what like, <laughs> yeah, all all of the new eligibility um, settings. We also heard actually fun aside before I get into that, that um, Ottawa, just Ottawa, the city where I live, which has a population of just over a million people, um, has the capacity now to be able to give um, or is going to has the capacity and the the supply to be able to give 100,000 vaccines per week, which basically works out to even if like if you don't include children under 12, um, we have a lot less than a million people. If we can do 100,000 a week, that's 10 weeks to give everybody a dose of the vaccine. And I'll point out that we've already got something like 70 to 75% of people with one dose and another 20% of people with two doses, which basically means that in the next 10 weeks, we should easily, at, at the very most 10 weeks, we should be able to get everybody double vaccinated, which is just awesome. And then we just have to wait for kids under 12 to be eligible. Um, they're doing the trials on that right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It really seems like, you know, honestly, it seems possible that, you know, by mid-July or end of July, if you really are um, not lazy about it, but if you really aren't like pursuing a vaccine, um, that everyone, even like mid-July or end of July, everyone could have two vaccines in Ottawa. Uh, that's really impressive. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what's been accelerated. So honestly, the original timeline for first doses and second doses was kind of, we weren't really supposed to start the general population getting vaccinated until June or even July. Um, this was a couple months ago. You can go back and listen to my ranting about it. And now we're looking at, we were, we're looking at, you know, mid-July, was going to be when group my group was eligible for a second dose, which was people who had booked their first one or had their first one um, on or before Mar May 9th. And that has now been moved up by almost a month from, I think it was July 19th up to June 21st, which is Monday. That's two days from now. And I'm just incredibly excited because um, 
along with that announcement, they announced yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe Thursday, that they're going to be opening up five new mass vaccination clinics in Ottawa just to deal with this new capacity. We've started to get um, doses of Moderna coming from the U.S. instead of coming from Europe. And so the American supply chain is a lot more stable and consistent. And obviously, they're right next door to us. We don't have to go across the ocean or anything. And so we are going to be getting Moderna much more consistently now because everyone in the U.S. who wants a vaccine has gotten one, um, has gotten two, really. Um, and so what that means with those five new mass vaccination clinics is that there's not any new people getting eligibility between now and Monday that haven't already been able to book an appointment or book an accelerated appointment. And genuinely, there are appointments that you can get in Ottawa still today, right now, for Monday or Tuesday. And so you bet your bottom dollar that I'm getting up. It's not even early because I start work at seven and the eligibility changes at eight. You can bet that I'm going to be up there and I'm going to be booking a dose through the mass vaccination clinic. And I'm really hoping that I can just get one. Like if I can snag one on Monday or get one on Tuesday, that's just going to be perfect. Um, that means that, you know, if we're waiting two to three weeks um, for for your antibodies to kick in after the second dose to be considered fully vaccinated, um, that means we're looking at like very early July, like first or second week of July being fully vaccinated. And I've started like I follow a lot of people um, on the Internet who live in the States and who have just been, you know, going on trips. They've been flying. These are people who were like very active flyers before um, double vaccinated, like they're in their 40s, 30s or 40s. And yeah, they're just they're just doing their thing. The Colbert, uh, the late show, the Colbert, old Colbert rapport. Um, I always still think of it as Colbert rapport. It's not. It's the late show. Um, yeah, they are taping with live audiences as long as they can prove they've been vaccinated. Apparently, um, I was reading a thing in, about the the Ed Sullivan Theater where, where the late show tapes that when they had their first show back, um, people were like coughing in the theater and nobody cared like it because it, it, it's been for some people, it's been like three months since they've been fully vaccinated in the States. And yeah, we're seeing that it's it's protecting you. And it's not that nobody's getting sick, but we're back down to, you know, basically flu levels of worry which is that like, you know, you should worry. And honestly, if you're sick, you should probably wear a mask. You should probably just do that. And I'm going to do that for sure in the winter if I'm if I'm feeling sick um, or like I'm definitely going to have it on me in the winter. Um, just why not have a mask on me? Um, so sorry, I got off the vaccine acceleration train because I just finished talking about myself. Um, so Monday is anyone who has who had their first dose on or before May 9th. And then Wednesday, the two days later, um, they're letting anybody who's in a Delta variant hotspot who has had their vaccination before May 30th um, get book theirs, um, which again is really great. Um, there are a lot of people in that category. And obviously the Delta variant is really, is really um, kind of the most transmissible and most potent still after one dose, according to the trials that have, that have been done. And so obviously it makes complete sense to prioritize second doses because that Delta variant is if people are single vaccinated, there are going to be more people getting sick. It's not necessarily that you will get sick. One vaccine dose is probably still pretty protective, um, but just crush the, the numbers anywhere. There's Delta, just accelerate the doses. Um, and then so that's yeah, that's Monday and Wednesday. And then we're looking at the general population in basically one week from now, the, the following Monday after this one, um, anyone can move up their second dose anyone 
I think that's anyone 12 and up. You can move up your second dose to as as little as 28 days after the first. And that is genuinely really, really exciting because it means with with all the extra new doses that we're going to be getting, it honestly means that, um, you know, basically by by the end of June, anybody who is really eager to get an appointment for their second dose can get an appointment. And if we're going to be consistently getting Moderna doses now, like we're supposed to be genuinely, um, I think it it could be pretty possible that like by the end of July, at the very, very latest, we could be in a position where we're similar to the states where it's like we're digging into hard to reach communities, um, hard to reach neighborhoods, um, vaccine skeptics, that kind of thing, and trying to get every last person vaccinated in and honestly with that timeline it feels like schools in the fall um could be a real possibility because we because honestly kids are not spreading this virus it's adults kids while kids see other kids um like that adults are the reason this virus is spreading it's not children children are not the problem with this with this pandemic um and so even if even in the case where schools are not um or school age children are not vaccinated. I honestly think that school would be safe for them to go back to because there's just if all adults are double vaccinated, there's no there's not going to be any transmission because, like I said, transmission is being led driven by adults. It's not being driven by children. Um, and yeah, so it seems like universities, potentially um, elementary and high schools, you know, <laughs> workplaces. It's actually kind of funny. It's a really funny position that that NSERC is in where I work. Because we have spent the entire month, months of like April, May and June moving things out of our old office because our lease is up at the end of this year. Um, and there was this whole like there's this whole hygiene protocol. You have to check in and all this stuff. If then we had to move out by the fall. Right. And so they're really trying to push hard to move everything out um, because it's going to take a long time under COVID protocols. And if they had just waited until like September or October when like at the at the last the quote unquote last minute um it's very likely assuming that nothing weird happens with the pandemic with with any kind of variants that can break through the vaccine um that we could have just all gone into the office in September like cleaned out our offices had like <laughs> parties and said goodbye to the office instead um yeah we basically all went in once or twice or a couple a few times um depending on how much stuff we had to clean out cleaned out our offices and we're never going back to the office and then like through the fall until we move into our new building the only way that we're going to meet each other face to face even if things are perfectly safe is like planning meetings and stuff somewhere else some other location whether it's outdoors or indoors because we will be officeless and i don't know i just think that's i it's i think that's really funny um we are supposed to be moving into our building very early 2022 like maybe as late as march and yeah genuinely i don't know what they would have done i don't know what ncirc would have done because i guess the the construction timeline probably would have been accelerated for our new building if there hadn't been like a year and a half pandemic but there was no desire whatsoever for for people to work from home from the our organization um up until the pandemic when everybody had to and then they immediately pivoted and immediately realized, wow, we're saving a lot of money. Wow, we need to keep doing this. We need to let this happen. I don't think necessarily managers are on board, but the people who are counting the beans are very much on board with this. And um, yeah, 
So the way it is right now, it's going to be at least another six months before maybe even nine months before I even set foot in another office. And honestly, the, the weirdest thing is that I've now hired and onboarded two employees during the pandemic. These are my first two employees ever. I've never I've never onboarded a new staff person in person before, but I've done two virtually. Um, so it's going to be really neat to to be able to see them in the fall. But at the same time, even if we can see them, it won't be. Um, yeah, it's not going to be in person. We would have to book meetings. We have to plan something, some kind of like team building event or something like in a park or <laughs> somewhere else or like a coffee shop, because, yeah, we're not going to be able to have any meeting space because our building is being decommissioned right now. All the furniture is being moved out. Everything's being taken apart, all that stuff. And so, yeah, just funny timing uh, of all of that. The last the last basically two years of our building being our building, we're just not in it at all. And most of us only went in like once or twice the entire two years. It's just really, yeah, it's funny how things work out sometimes. The last thing I want to talk about just briefly um, is a new project that I've gotten a chance to sink my teeth into at work. And I don't know, I, I guess I always knew that Excel, Microsoft Excel was really flexible. I've, I've known that for a long time and, and I've made a lot of projects that rely on the flexibility of Excel. But I was given an opportunity to start working kind of on a blue sky version of a project. Um, it's basically the system that so last year, if you remember, we'll tell we um, have a system to basically tally votes um, that was used in person for a long time, like over a decade. And it, it collected votes through a database and then spat them out into an Excel spreadsheet to be able to be tabulated and all that kind of stuff. And we're trying um, or last year, we tried a different system because obviously everybody was virtual. Our system, our entire framework of our system was built on stuff being in person and nobody at NSERC, no developers or anything like that had any experience doing this virtually. And so um, I took it upon myself to kind of prototype a system. We ended up using that system with some help from the development, from d development help from our colleagues in, um, in basically IT. And yeah, it, it worked okay. but there were a bunch of little things that we kind of had to live with for the time, but knew that we didn't want to live with. Um, I've talked about this in past weeks, um, but basically what I'm getting a chance to look at now and, and try and kind of blue sky is this new scoring system, try, trying to come up with a scoring system that not only works for the next year or two when things are like clearly virtual because of COVID, but that things are either virtual or hybrid or something in like forever for a forever kind of project where people can vote whether they're in person voting on their personal laptop or our own laptop or whether they're voting um yeah in their own homes or at university that they work at or whatever and what i'm getting to design now is a system that lets not only individual program officers tabulate their votes and calculate everything but also lets our budgets team um, keep track of and back up and organize all of the votes that come in over our, all the different um, selection committees, and the step, the, the thing that they had to do before um, was pretty easy. Was they had to grab backups, put them in a folder somewhere, um, open up their spreadsheet, refresh all the data, and they would see kind of an updated snapshot of everything that all the votes that had come in. And then people could they could run this merge and collect. Uh, people would collect their information from there. What I'm looking at doing for this year. And I'm not going to go into any detail on it because I've literally just started, but I'm kind of I'm kind of exploring with it with completely fresh eyes on this problem is, again, they're taking these um, our budget team is taking these backups twice a day. 
where they're basically pulling everything off, refreshing, exporting, and yeah, essentially um, then posting those backups somewhere where people can see them. And what I'm looking at doing, what I'm trying to do is rather than having these backups, rather than having something where um, where somebody's having to manually do this as often as whenever, um, what I'm trying to do, which is honestly really, really exciting, is to just have the backups, have all the information that's being collected, just be live. So you don't have to go and check the latest backup. You can actually just go into the the spreadsheet that is merging all these all this information automatically as you go and just presenting it to you. And so the entire job of backing up, which is like it's not someone's full time job during competition, but it's definitely like a task that you have to do. And it's actually kind of annoying that you have to wait until like lunchtime and then the end of the day to get these backups. And like people have to, they have to like wait for everyone to get out of the spreadsheet in order to pull the backup and it's this whole thing like if we could avoid the process of needing to pull backups at all that would be really helpful and so that's what i'm looking at doing that's what my system that's what i want the system to be able to do ultimately and um yeah i basically only been working on this for a day but i almost have a working prototype already and i just honestly could not be more excited about the opportunity it's been a while since i got a chance to really sink my teeth into a new project and it was yeah it was basically february so it's been almost six months been about uh, not six months sorry it's been about four months and uh yeah i'm really looking forward to continuing work on this next week and over the next few weeks and uh yeah that's really all i had to say this week so thank you very very much for listening and look forward to talking to you next week when hopefully i mean if everything goes well i will have had my second dose of the vaccine and we're going to be looking at basically everybody being eligible to accelerate their second dose as of the following monday Thanks very much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.